Yes, people, how are you all doing? I hope you're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today we're doing something slightly, slightly different, ever so slightly different. We've also got the camera out, so we're going to be on YouTube for this podcast as well as on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. But it's a solo episode and we're going to be specifically talking about three supplements not to waste your money on in 2021, so this year. There's a lot of supplements out there. I get a lot of questions about supplements. A lot of my cl- clients ask questions about supplements. What do I need? What do I need to, to build muscle, to lose fat? Is there anything special that I can take in? What's these BCAAs? What's creatine? What's all that stuff? So we're going to run through three of the supplements that I would not waste your money on one bit because there is a lot of supplements out there um, that people do waste the money on and they either don't take them properly or they're taking them without knowing anything about them. Um, so some of the common common questions and common supplements that I get asked about that I feel are a complete waste of money. Well, yeah, yeah, I would say a complete waste of money. So starting off with supplement, well, starting off actually talking about supplements. Now, what is supplement? Supplement should be something that supplements a healthy diet. It's not there to completely counteract a really poor diet. So if you are eating processed food, McDonald's, KFC, um, Tesco meal deals every single day. Taking some supplements, taking some whey protein, some creatine, um, some caffeine, all that sort of stuff isn't going to drastically change everything. It's not going to cancel it all out. Supplements are there to supplement a healthy diet. That's the end of the story. You should have your diet in place. You should have your training in place. You should have a good routine in place before even considering going down the supplementation route in terms of progressing, uh, in terms of health and in terms of training as well. So, that's that out of the way. We'll jump straight into the three supplements that I feel are a complete waste of money and don't waste your money on it pretty much. So number one, BC is branch chain amino acids. Now this is the one that a lot of people do talk about. Um, it does come up and I remember when I was first starting out in lifting a few years ago, this was something I was taking. I used to remember when I was even going out for football training, I used to take five tablets, We I used to take the tablet form, five grams of BCAAs before training and five grams immediately after. Why? I do not know. I used to think that I was going to lose muscle because I was going out to do cardio, football training, and I wanted to train in the afternoon and be recovered um, for, my, for my weight session in the afternoon. It was, I don't know how many times I did that. I must have done that for a good solid two years, slamming down 10 grams of BCAAs, five before, five after training for no reason whatsoever. I, I don't, I did not understand why I did it. But anyway, going into what is BCAAs. So branched chain amino acids are pretty much what makes up protein. Well, they, they, they are the three branched chain amino There's a lot of essential and a lot of non-essential amino acids, but the three branched chain amino acids are the ones that are pretty much the most important ones. So leucine is one of them. Leucine is the most important one. This is something that when we're looking at the, the protein intake that we're getting from foods, from our supplementation, from our whey protein, all that sort of stuff, we're looking for a high leucine content. Content. So per serving of whatever meal we're having, we want to be aiming for around four to six grams of leucine content to spike and kick up, kickstart uh, protein synthesis pretty much to make it as optimal as possible. So leucine is the main thing that we want to be looking at. So if anybody's looking at supplementation, looking at how much protein they're getting in, um, what types of protein, whether it's plant-based, meat-based, um, whey protein-based, whatever it is, you want to be looking to get a decent amount of leucine in. The second 
um, is isolutene, similar to leucine, and valine. Valine or valine. I don't know because the Americans say it differently. Valine. We'll go with valine. So valine, again, is another one. But the main thing, like I said, leucine is the main one to to get in. So why would we take BCAAs? Why do people think they need to take BCAAs? If you're getting more leucine in and you're getting more branching amino acids and truly that means that there's more protein synthesis, there's more recovery happening. We're building more muscle. Our muscles are going to be recovering quicker, quicker because we want to have a high protein diet. So we, we want to have a diet high in branch chain amino acids. Now, this is not necessarily true. So the way I like to look at branch chain amino acids is they are they are the they are the three main ones that we do need in our diet. However, if we're supplementing them without any additional essential so there is nine essential amino acids in total. These are just three of the branch chain ones. There's nine in total. If we are not getting all nine essential amino acids or we've not we are not covering the full spectrum, they are pretty much pointless all in all in all they, they, they are pretty much points they don't work we protein synthesis doesn't really function the same way unless we have all nine essential amino acids so there's actually been studies which i'll probably pop up on screen concerns potential concerns for bcas and um, there's been some undesired effect in terms of uh, inhibiting insulin production but also which is the main one actually reducing reducing protein synthesis and actually increasing protein breakdown so when you're training you're breaking down muscles um, and then obviously you go out and recover have some protein get the um, amino acids in and you're actually recovering so apparently there are studies shown that branch chain amino acids actually reduce protein synthesis especially in a fasted state so this is in a state where you you are purely consuming bcas which is one of the main times that people do consume bcas is when they're in a in this fasted state because they're thinking right i'm training fasted i've got no protein in my system i've got no food in my system i'm going to be breaking down muscle and i'm just going to shrivel up and die pretty much so to take these bcas and i think that's them covered they're fine they're going to be recovering they're not going to be losing any muscle but these studies have actually gone to show that they do reduce protein synthesis only when they're taken on their own. The reason being is because they are missing the essential amino acids and for whatever chemical reaction that happens in your body, it actually just reduces protein synthesis. So if you are somebody who's taking PCAs when you're fasted, I would just train fasted if I were you. Or if you're really, really, really worried, I would then rather take essential amino acids. The reason is, again, you've got the full spectrum of nine essential amino acids. So you're all, you're covered for every single basis. Um, a lot of bodybuilders recently ones especially who are bigger on social media tm cycles josh bridgman um john meadows uh dr dean as well sent mark if you don't follow him they're all bringing out and they're all they're all taking or they're bringing out their own eaa supplementation um because they can obviously see the benefits of having it so in terms of bcas as well i have also heard that they can massively change your mood and actually make you quite angry so the reasons behind it again i'll try and put a little snippet on screen if you're watching it on youtube is they come compete with something in your brain called tritopan or try to oh, i don't know if I'm, I'm slightly dyslexic so ignore me anyway compete with something in your brain which controls serotonin release which pretty much controls your mood so it's competing and replacing it so if you're supplementing with these branch chain amino acids you are replacing um this this hormone in your body which is again going to come completely control and change your mood and i think it was coach eugene tao again another one to follow on instagram 
and his member site, I watched one of his videos and he was talking about branched gene amino acids doing the exact thing. However, essential amino acids, there was less of an effect on terms of changing serotonin. So if you, again, a bit more of an argument towards essential amino acids compared to branched chain amino acids. However, the main arguments are it doesn't con it doesn't cover all of the essential nine essential amino acids which are needed for protein synthesis. It's obviously been shown to reduce um, pr muscle protein synthesis in terms of having it on a fasted state, and it actually breaks your fast. So if you're trying to train fasted and you wanted to have all the benefits of being fasted you're not fasted anymore as soon as you consume BCAAs. You're out of fasted state, your, your digestion, di, di, digesting branched-chain amino acids. So there's something in your system that you, so you're losing all them benefits of being fasted. So yeah, all in all, branched-chain amino acids are a waste of money. If you're going to opt for anything else, I would recommend essential amino acids. Now, the only time that I would really go for essential amino acids is... If I'm training for training fasted for like long periods of time, say I'm having a good 16, 18 hour fast and I want to train within that uh, 16, 18 hour window and there might be a few hours where I'm going to go without some food, I will consume some essential amino acids intra-workout, maybe 15, 16 grams of it, just again to help recovery. However, I do know when I do take them that I am going to be out of that fasted state. So it's more for if you're in a calorie deficit. Again, if you are in a calorie deficit and you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to lose body fat, you're going to be more prone to, to losing muscle because you don't have the calories in the system and your body's going to start using muscle as, as fuel in a sense. So if you want to reduce muscle protein breakdown, again, essential amino acids in a calorie deficit is a good idea. I probably will personally, when I go into a cutting phase, a fat loss phase, will opt for some essential amino acids and some longer periods of fasting, um, which again, the years will back me up a little bit more. But all in all, if you're covering, if you're getting your... 1.8 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of protein per day three or four decent high quality protein meals um high quality i'm talking um foods that are high in leucine things like obviously all you yeah organic healthy meats chicken beef um fish things that aren't so high in amino acids are plant-based foods um so maybe if you are plant-based you might want to look into supplementing with some sort of essential amino acids obviously a plant-based option but if you're having your protein you're spacing your meals out three or four times a day you should be fine realistically but i've probably blabbered about bcas a lot there but all in all branching amino acids are not really necessary so next supplement which i am going to be talking about which i think is a waste of money is going to be Fat burners. Now, you get a lot of people talking about these, especially when it comes to summertime, taking fat burners, what do they do, what actually are they? In general, they're most of the time just caffeine and green tea extract. So they're pretty much just, it's just caffeine. It's just like having a cup of coffee. However, I'll go into detail about it. I think they are pointless, but again, like I said, I'll go into detail. So fat burners, we want to actually directly look at the ingredients within fat burners rather because every fat burner is slightly different. So all I've done is I went in on Google and just typed in fat burners and literally clicked on the first one that I seen. I think it was a my protein or bulk powders fat burners. And all we're going to do is look through the ingredients within that fat burner specifically. And these are the ones that are commonly found in majority of fat burners anyway. So the main ingredient is caffeine like i just said caffeine again it's a good little tool to use if you are wanting to 
be in a calorie deficit, wanting to lose a little bit of fat. The reason being isn't because it does anything magically. Yes, it increases your heart rate, which slightly increases your metabolism. However, it's not going to make huge differences. It will make slight, again, little small percentages, but not a massive difference. Um, but one of the big things that it does do is, well, one, improves training performance. There's been lots of studies shown that it can improve training performance. And especially when you are on lower calories, you have less energy, maybe your training suffers because of that. If you're having caffeine to give you that little bit of boost of focus, the stamina, then your training performance is going to improve. So you can train better while on lower calories. So that's one of the positives for caffeine. Uh, another thing it does is it reduces your appetite. So even just having a cup of coffee, black coffee, I noticed that it reduces my appetite. It also gives you that boost of energy again, which is, I think stops thinking, stops you thinking about food more than anything. But yeah, it reduces your appetite. So if you are someone who does have a high appetite and is wanting to lose body fat, caffeine's probably a good little thing that you can do. So there's nothing special in terms of the caffeine that goes into the fat burning supplements. It's just your general caffeine you can get from energy drinks, get from coffee, get from tea. Um, but sometimes it's at quite high doses, 100, 150, even 200 milligrams plus, which to put that into context, one black cup of coffee is probably about 100 milligrams of caffeine. A white monster's around 150 milligrams of caffeine for all you white monster addicts out there. And yeah, so these fat burners are 200 milligrams of caffeine plus. So they will give you that boost of energy. So next ingredient is green tea. So green tea extract, whatever it is, people drink green tea for loads of different reasons. In fact, there's, there's research saying it helps reduce cancer. There's loads of other health benefits. But again, the main things that it does is similar to caffeine. And well, it contains caffeine for one, not massive dosage. Um, one tea bag of green tea is probably about 60-ish milligrams of caffeine, I would say. However, the dosages, again, in these fat burners might be slightly higher. And there's loads of antioxidants, I should say, antioxidants in green tea. Yeah, so there's also things like saying green tea can help metabolize fat a little bit quicker. Again, it's probably just due to the fact that it will increase your heart rate a little bit. Um, similar sort of things to caffeine. So there is nothing, nothing amazingly special about it. The only main thing is, again, it reduces your appetite, which is a big thing um, in terms of the green tea extract. The dosage of it is probably a little bit slightly higher than what you would get. It's probably just as similar to having like a matcha tea. So again, nothing crazy magic going on here, just green tea extract. So yeah, moving on to the next ingredient that you'll find in this specific fat burner and probably most fat burners in general is L-tyrosine. So L-tyrosine is an amino acid. You can find it in soy products, meat, nuts, seeds, dairy, avocados, banana, just to name a few examples. And all its kind of job is, or all it does, is improves alertness, improves focus, and there's been studies shown that it can actually help with depression. So helps with dopamine receptors, um, again, that's the dopamine is something that gives you that that boost, that energy, that pleasure, um, makes you feel like you've done something good in a sense. Um, so it helps with dopamine, helps with your fight or flight response as well. So again, it's all these hormones within your body, thyroid hormones, and also melanin, which helps with, well, it's the pigmentation in your skin. So there's a lot of research saying that can help with skin and all that sort of stuff. So in terms of its benefits for, for fat loss, it's just to give you a mood boost. I think when you're in when you're in a calorie deficit, a lot of people, when they're in a calorie deficit, your mood just drops massively and you probably don't feel too great. If you if you are dieting and you're in a severe um, calorie deficit, especially in the deeper stages of, say, bodybuilding a diet, where you are on really, really restrictive calories, 
you probably need a little bit of a boost of energy. Now, these fat burners, there's probably, a, there is a very, very good reason why they have put these almost antidepressant natural drugs, in a sense, um, in there to give you a boost, to make you feel good and make you feel like, feel better, which is probably a good idea to put something like that in. There isn't really anything magic in terms of actual fat burden itself. Um, so it's just very smart by the supplement company, I would probably say, all in all. So just so just quickly to jump back on L-tyrosine, just found this one which I'll put up on screen there. It said there is some something to suggest that it might speed up metas- metabolism. However, there hasn't been enough studies. Again, with a lot of these drugs and supplements, there has not been a lot of studies done at all to kind of prove anything. So you can see there, there's no studies uh, specifically showing that L-tyrosine helps to promote weight loss. So again, it's probably just that mood booster, which people probably do need when they are in a calorie deficit, especially a really high um, calorie deficit where they want to seriously lose some body fat. So next up in terms of fat loss, in terms of the fat burner, I should say, is L-theanine. I think that's how you say it. So again, L-theanine is another amino acid similar to above, but it can also help with sleep and it's found in green tea. Similar, probably a similar sort of thing to the green tea extract. So in terms of how it could be beneficial for fat loss, again, it's just similar to the green tea like I just mentioned. It reduces your appetite. It's got a flavor called, I'm going to butcher this one, but it'll be on screen for anybody watching on YouTube, Unami flavor, which is a kind of savory taste, again, which is going to help reduce your appetite. And if your appetite's reduced, you're not going to want to eat as much food. So again, you can see the trend going on here in terms of this reduced appetite thing. It's not in terms of it actually spot picks fat from your body or anything like that. It literally just re- controls things that will help reduce your your calorie intake, which could be beneficial, but to the degree that they actually do help, probably isn't too good. There's also normally in these fat burner tablets, a lot of things like pepper extracts, black pepper, I can't remember the other ones off the head, but a few pepper extracts. Again, some of the researchers say that it can increase your metabolism. And again, it also reduces your appetite. Similar story to all the previous things that we've talked about. So nothing crazy in terms of, again, actual direct fat loss. So the next ingredient in the fat burner, which I'm probably going to butcher again, is coronium, chironium, one of the two anyway. So it's naturally found in veg especially green veg, whole grain foods uh, and fruit. And the main thing that it does is it enhances the effect of insulin and lowers glucose levels, uh, helps open the door for glucose into the cells of the body from the blood so less cravings occur. So you can see how that can be beneficial, especially for people with type 2, type 2 diabetes, um, helping reduce insulin sensitivity, um, which is, again, it's going to stop your appetite more than anything. So there's a lot of different things. I'll put something on screen now. There's good evidence that chironium, I think chironium can lower glucose levels and improve insulin sensitivity. Although not the studies have been shown, although not all studies have shown a benefit. So again, limited studies. Uh, there's also research to suggest that uh, there's an effect on cholesterol, heart disease risks, um, other psychological disorders, Parkinson's disease and other conditions. However, the study results have been um, contradicting or unclear. So again, not enough research has been done. A lot of the ingredients that you will find, there's not a lot of research done. However, because there is a slight chance that there is a benefit, they'll put them in there. Obviously, 
without the fact that there's not going to be any sort of health risk. So that's all the ingredients covered in the fat burners. There might have, might be some obviously other ones in different different fat burners depending on what company you're getting and what brand. But this is just as one specific example. As you can see, most of them are just things that you can naturally find where you can naturally have coffee, energy drinks, green tea. Um, all the ingredients you can just naturally get from other things rather than actually spending your money on something that's probably a bit more expensive in terms of a fat burner. They've just put them all together. It's just there to, again, reduce your appetite, slightly increase your metabolism, but not to a degree where you're actually going to lose loads of fat. They're not something that you can naturally just take and lose body fat like that. They're not going to be absolutely magic. They're just little maybe things that could help, but... For the cost of what they are, you might as well just get some black coffee and have a green tea and get the same benefits for probably a quarter of the price, if that. One thing though, however, which I will touch on is one fat burning product which is actually banned. I think it's illegal in the UK. I'm not sure if it's illegal to, to sell or whatever it is, but it's called Yahimbine. So you might have heard of Yahimbine before. Yahimbine is a, you can either get it in a topical cream, which you actually rub on your body or in a tablet form. Um, it's actually originally meant to be used for erectile dysfunction. So that is its original thing. How it works exactly, I'm not going to go into detail with it because I ain't a scientist. Um, however, it does. It has been shown to actually be able to spot reduced fat. So I've seen bodybuilders, for example, TM Cycles, rub the topical cream on the stomach um, to help with fat loss around the stomach area. And it's meant to be like a tingling sensation thing. But however, there has been a lot of studies done with it and there's risks of... Heart palpitations, obviously increased heart rate, heart rate, heart attacks. There has been some incidents like that because it does massively increase your heart rate. And there's been studies which I'll put on. Again, I'll keep on popping things on screen if you're watching on YouTube. And there's been studies that it has been especially... Where is it? Expedited weight loss is another bonus, especially for women who are struggling with stubborn fat loss. A pre-workout for women with your himbine in it may be very beneficial when it comes to shredding weight and leading out uh, leading out for upcoming shows. Again, it's more specific for bodybuilding. Um, it explains exactly what it means on there. So again, I'll put all these links down below. So if you want to go into more detail, you can go ahead and have a have a read of it. I'm not a scientific pharmacology expert, so I don't know all these things. But I just want to say that normal fat burners that you can buy from your general companies are most likely going to be a waste of money and you're much, much better off just having a, a cup of coffee or a green tea or something like that. Something that's got the caffeine in, something that's going to have all these other ingredients in naturally and pretty much just make sure you're getting enough fruit and veg in because obviously you looked at some of these ingredients that I've just said and you can find them in good sources of protein, good sources of fruit, good sources of veg, veg whole grain foods. So they're going to help you feel more full and you're probably going to be better off saving your money and putting it towards healthy food than spending it on supplements. So save your money, eat healthy, have a cup of coffee, and there you go. So moving on to the final supplement, which I feel is a complete waste of money, so don't waste your money on it, is test boosters, aka testosterone boosters. So why would we want to take these? Why would people want to take these is because, well, you want to increase your testosterone levels. Increased testosterone levels will help increase muscle mass, help build some more muscle, help you lift more weight, help you be stronger, help you recover faster, all that stuff. Obviously, you can go down the route of taking exogenous PEDs, testosterone, obviously injecting it in um, from external sources, but I'm not a steroid expert, so I'm not going to bother talking about it. Um, leave that to the experts. 
So looking at the ingredients specifically in test boosters, again, what I did, I just went on Google, typed in test boosters, the first one that came up from a well-known brand, clicked on it, and we're gonna look at the ingredients in it. Um, I'll put it on screen which one I chose. So the first one is diaspartic acid. Hope I said that right. Uh, so diaspartic acid is an amino acid found, again, in meat, oats, avocado, and asparagus, just as a few examples. So how it works is it increases a certain hormone which helps stimulate something called Leydig cells in the testes to produce more testosterone. However, there's very limited research on humans, but apparently it worked well on male animals. Again, very limited research. If it does work on humans the same way, then there's obviously a beneficial effect. However, there isn't any studies really that do show any sort of effect on humans. So maybe to the level, to the dosage that we need to take, um, that you can you can get naturally in these testosterone these test boosters. So yeah, again, not a lot of research is done. Um, if there was any evidence to suggest that it would be beneficial, I would probably be surprised. Uh, well, this supplement would probably be, or this ingredient specifically, would be selling off the shelves like no tomorrow. So there's no real benefit to that. So the next ingredient within the specific test booster is another one that I cannot pronounce to save my life, so I'm going to butcher it anyway. Proto-Dioskin, uh, also known as Tribulus Terrestris. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, again, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put the name up here so you can see it. So this specific supplement is from a plant extract. Extract. Um, it's meant to reduce blood sugar. Um, however, there again is limited research. One study again, which I'll put up on screen, analyzed 12 different studies um, on the plant's effect on men and women aged 14 to 60. The study lasted two to 90 days and the participants included healthy people and those experimenting with sexual problems. However, the study found that the supplement did not increase testosterone. Um, some other studies as well said that it might increase testosterone in other male animals. Um, however, they didn't see it in in any sort of human context. So again, very limited research on this one. And um, the only thing that it might be beneficial with, which I'll touch on in general with test boosters, is um, increased libido. So again, st people who are struggling with libido, um, there might be some sort of benefit to that, um, which is something that test boosters all in all probably are only got a benefit for. So the final two ingredients, which wasn't specifically in this supplement, which I did look at, however, it is in different test boosting supplements um, that I have researched as well. Um, some two things actually that I would I personally take myself and for most people I would probably recommend. However, it doesn't make this test booster anything special. So two supplements, B12 and D3. B12 you get from meat, which is something that was a big argument in the Game Changers documentary, saying that you can't get the B12 amount that you need from a plant-based diet. Again, We'll talk about that separately. And then the second one, D3, which you get from sunlight. The reason why I personally take it is because one, we're in the UK and we have no sun whatsoever, especially in the winter. So I get my D3 supplementation through that. And um, they're both proven to naturally help increase test levels. However, it's best to check, uh, get your bloods done and actually see if you are deficient in either B12 or D3. And then it might be recommended that you might supplement them. So get your bloods done, see what your levels are like. And you might not actually need to supplement with them um, separately or you might only need to supplement them with certain times of year especially with the d3 if you're in the summer and you're outdoors all the time probably don't need to to take a d3 supplement however get your bloods checked and see if you need to so all in all um test boosters there's research to suggest that it will help with libido so if that's something that you're struggling with 
be my guest and take one. Um, obviously not from my recommendation, go and see a doctor first. But um, that's about it. There's very limited research on it all. The main things that you need to focus on, not just in terms of test boosters, but in terms of supplementation altogether is look at your nutrition, look at your training, look at your lifestyle, especially specifically to testosterone levels. Things that can decrease your testosterone levels are things like poor sleep. Make sure you're getting at least seven, eight hours of quality good sleep. Reduce caffeine consumption. Make sure you're keeping it at least eight hours away from sleeping. Again, I've touched on a podcast with sleep and caffeine um, previously, so look at that. Things like alcohol as well. I think it's like more than two drinks of alcohol can massively reduce your testosterone levels. I think there was the same thing about paracetamol. There was something about paracetamol can drop your testosterone levels massively as well. However, don't 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 count me on that one. Um, but look at your lifestyle, manage your stresses in your life. Make sure you're not having too many pro too too much processed food. Again, all them sort of things can lower your testosterone level. And also talking about all the supplements in general, lower the amount of vitamins and minerals and everything that you're getting in your diet. So look at everything: lifestyle, training, nutrition. How well are you taking self? Like how how well are you taking? care of your body um so again all the links to everything that i've talked about will be down below summarizing the three bcas definitely a waste of money if you are going to spend any money on something you can potentially get some essential amino acids however probably only really beneficial if you are in a calorie deficit or trying to lose weight um next one i forgot what the next one was next one fat burners you're probably just better off having getting some black coffee, using caffeine as a tool for, for training performance. Um, if you're struggling with, with appetite, again, maybe consider things like having green tea um, and just looking at the foods that you're eating in your diet. Are they whole foods? Are they high in fiber? You're getting plenty of fruit and veg in. Are you consuming a higher protein diet? Look at all them things rather than going straight towards a fat burner. And are you in a calorie deficit and are you moving enough? Are you expending enough calories to actually be able to lose weight? Are you following a weight training program so you can build muscle, which will help drive fat down? Um, and are you, like I said, are you in a calorie deficit? Are you eating less than you're actually moving? So those are the things that you need to consider. If you need help with that, get a get, get a very good nutrition fat loss coach. I've obviously got online clients who, are, who do have fat loss goals. Some of my clients have lost up to 15 kilograms, one of my clients is on, I think she's on her way to 15 kilograms now. It's only been, I think it's been nine months maybe we've been working together. So again, get someone who knows what they're doing and knows the process in terms of getting the right macronutrients, getting the right training, trying to fit it around your lifestyle and lifestyle, changing your lifestyle is one of the big things as well. So that's fat, um, fat burners covered. Test boosters, again, they might help increase libido. And libido. Apart from that, look at your lifestyle, look at your nutrition, your diet, your training. Lifting heavy weights can definitely increase your testosterone levels as well. Heavy compound lifts, focus on your bench, your deadlifts, your squats, your overhead presses. They're some of the big movements that can massively increase your testosterone. So don't waste your money on these three supplements. Um, I hope this has helped you make your mind up. Um, if anybody wants to look at some of the supplements that I take, there is an old video, which I can hopefully put a little timestamp thing on. There's an old video from a few months ago, which I talk about some of my supplements. Some of them I do take, some of them I don't take anymore. I might cover uh, my personal supplementation, taking whatever I take in a separate podcast slash video. If you want to see another updated video, let me know in the comments or in the show notes, whatever. Drop me a message and let me know. Um, but yeah. That is it 
for this episode of three supplements that you don't want to waste your money on in 2021. Save your money. Obviously, it's been a tough year for everyone financially, so I thought I'd help you out a bit. I've rambled a lot. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, comment, let me know what you thought, any videos that you want to see in the future, or even any, any podcast you want to see in the future, let me know. If you are listening on Apple, um, Podbean, Spotify, any of them, um, remember to leave a little review at the bottom if you haven't already. Give me a five-star rating if you really enjoyed it. Get subscribed for more episodes. And like I say, with both channels, podcast and YouTube, if you can share the video and the podcast with one friend, that would mean the world to me, just to spread the word um, and try and help as many people as possible. So again, thank you very, very much for listening and watching. This has been Process. Process.